Upperman football preps for the state quarterfinals. It's basketball time in the UC. Who has high expectations as the 2021-22 season gets underway? The playoff run continues for the Upperman Bees on Friday night as they will travel down to Chattanooga to take on Red Bank in the quarterfinal round of the Class 4A state playoffs. Coach Adam Kane of the Upperman Bees on the phone line with us this evening. And, uh, Coach, you're no stranger to Red Bank. Uh, what do you see on film from these guys that uh, you got to be prepared for on Friday night? Yeah, um, well, first and foremost, uh, they're on a seven-game win streak. Um, you know, so obviously they're playing their best ball of the year. Um, you know, the last four or five weeks, looks like they're getting off to really quick starts. And, uh, you know, pretty much putting the game away early. And so, you know, that's something that's got to be on our mind uh, going into this thing is we, we – you know, we can't piddle around in the first half and expect to, you know, make a second-half run because these guys, you know, could put a little too much separation on the scoreboard for us to do that. So it's got to be, a, you know, from the get-go, we've got to be ready to go. Um, you know, they got a lot of speed. Uh, the running backs really impressed me. Uh, number 10 is the starter, and, and then number 17 comes in, and they're – very similar styles, um, very quick to the hole, break a lot of tackles, um, and and have really given some guys some problems. Uh, and then the quarterback, you know, he's a playmaker. Uh, you know, in any crucial situation, he can beat you with his arm or his legs. Um, and then for the most part, you know, Red Bank, as usual, has got really good players all over the field. Uh, you know, they're they're – line of scrimmage they got some big guys and some strong guys that can you know give you problems so um they're a, they're a complete team it looks like they're like i said playing really good ball at the, at the right time coach what do you feel like the confidence level of your upperman team is i would argue that uh, you played as complete a game as you could last friday against the cap county looked impressive where's the confidence of this team lying at at this moment yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I usually, you know, take the different approach, but um, you know, and act like I, I don't know where it is. But it, it seems to be really high. Uh, we we have been really locked in in practice this week, and um, you know, the the key when you play against uh, a team like Red Bank is is really getting uh, trying to quickly get acclimated to the speed of the game. Um, and that's been a point of emphasis this week in practice. And, and uh, you know, we're, we're capable. We, 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 you know, I would definitely not classify us as a slow team. So we, we've got some speed. Um, the big part is, is uh, you know, being able to make uh, split-second decisions really, uh, you know, and make good decisions really quickly, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And uh, we've we've done that this week, and um, so I'm I'm pleased with that. Uh, I'm sure they're very confident coming in too. Um, I, I looked at the schedules today. We're actually on an eight game win streak, and they're on a seven game win streak. So I don't think confidence will be a problem. It's just going to be a a matter of uh, you know style of play. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out, and then uh, you know who can execute under you know some some uh tents and um 
you know, nerve-wracking conditions. We're speaking with Upperman head football coach Adam Kane on the high school playbook. Coach, you've got the sense of familiarity having played these guys two years ago and in three years ago, but does that help you a whole lot in preparation for this week, or do the faces and names change so much that it's it's kind of like facing a completely different team? Yeah, probably a little of both. Uh, you know, I've probably had five or six guys that are seniors now that that played a good amount of football on that team that played them two years ago, so... Um, and I'm sure they've got a couple familiar guys, but, um, you know, we, we know about Red Bank. It's not like Saudi Daisy where it's the first time we've really ever played them, but, um, we know a little bit about them. It, I, I think, um, you know, coach Brown, I, I'm, I'm friends with him and he's been there since 2018. Um, you know, he runs his program a certain way, and so they're never going to really veer too far from who they are. So having done it twice, um, we, we kind of know what they're going to be about, and, and, and they're going to play really hard, really competitive kids. And, uh, you know, again, they really uh, – it seems like their M.O. is to try to strike quick and, and kind of knock you out in the first round. When you get down to this level and there's eight teams left, everybody's good, you have to have an A game, how much do you emphasize maybe a little bit more than usual the small things, the hanging on to the football, taking care of the football, trying to get that extra yet extra yard there? How much do you put emphasis on that in practice this week? Yeah, I mean, I would say it's more than normal, but we do that a lot anyway. Um, you know, that we emphasize the little things. Uh, constantly in this program, and, and I think the kids would attest to that. Um, we're not always perfect, but we're, we, you know, we're always trying to do those little things. And um, it is it is much more uh, things mistakes are a lot more magnified at the, at this level in the season or at this point in the season. So, um, you know, we we know what that looks like. You know, the last time we played them, unfortunately, we we had some of the big turnovers, uh, and and that kind of sparked them to a pretty big early lead. Um, but again, you know, it's not something we're going to fret over. Our biggest thing is, you know, we got to go down there and get acclimated to the speed of the game, and then get competitive in the game, and, and try to make it a four quarter deal. Coach Adam Kane and the Upperman Bees, the last team in the Upper Cumberland standing as the playoffs enter the quarterfinal round. Coach Kane, good luck to you and the Bees on Friday night. Here's hoping for a big victory, and uh, we'll talk to you again Saturday morning. Okay, appreciate it. There's a lot of excitement surrounding the Livingston Academy girls basketball team as they welcome back a good core nucleus from last year's 20-win team. Coach Leslie Riddle joins us today via telephone. Coach, what really has you excited about this year's version of the Lady Wildcats? Well, I think we have a really good combination of, of experience and then some very talented youth and, uh, and, and a team that's going to play really well together. They seem to be really for each other and, and really have each other's back. Is this a team that's going to be more of a veteran team than you've had in the last few years? Absolutely. Uh, we, have, uh, we have four returning starters, and two of those starters are four-year starters. So, I mean, these, these kids have been through a lot. They've been through the losing seasons and the, 
and the, the knocks and the, and the and the big wins. So they they've definitely been through just about everything. Coach, who are you counting on to step up, being those leaders both on and off the court for your team? Well, we have four seniors um, this year: Allie Qualls and Keaton Webb, of course, are our four-year starters. Um, and then Alexis Phipps was a starter last season for us, and Leah Kate Clark played a lot of quality minutes last year, but she'll be her, this will be her first year starting. So those four seniors will really be stepping up for us. And then Aaliyah Melton is a returning starter um, who who's pretty much our leading scorer most of the time. So, you know, the, those five will be will be the main leaders on and off the floor. And so far they've done a great job of that. And they understand that the youth, um, we have some very young players that are that are very talented and, and they're going to have to split some time with them. And so far they've been very supportive and, and really, um, really supporting those young kids that are that are taking their minutes and and honestly and help, helping us win a lot of games in the summer. We're talking to Livingston Academy Lady Wildcats coach Leslie Riddle. Uh, coach, throughout the summer workouts, throughout the preseason thus far, what have been some strengths that have really stood out about your club? Well, like I said, the experience. Um, I don't think they met many. Uh, situations that that the majority of them hadn't actually been in and and succeeded in. Um, we're a much uh, much taller team than we've been in a long time, so we've got the pretty long wingspan, and um, our defense is going to be one of our strengths. Um, we've got a lot of kids that can shoot the ball pretty well, um, and and we have we have two great point guards. You know, obviously Alec Walls is a returning starter for for four years, and then. Um, Mally Jean Coleman is a, was on a national championship AAU team in the summer. So there's another, another great point guard. So we, um, we've kind of, you know, been through it all and, and kind of have filled in some of the, some of the holes and kind of have every, every position covered and, and a bunch of kids that love to play defense as well. You touched on the district a few moments ago, and my goodness, it's like out of the frying pan into the fire, so to speak. Uh, you keep some old foes in Macon County, defending state champ. Uh, you got Upperman there. They've won a state championship. DeKalb County has gone to state within recent years. Then you bring in White County, Cumberland County, Stone Memorial. Coach, it doesn't look like there are many nights off. Just to size up how tough you think this district will be this year. I don't think there's any way to talk about it and give it justice. I was talking to Coach Dodger from White County this morning, and um, I was telling him that it feels like you're all, you're one of those teams there where every single night on your schedule you could win or you could lose, and it just depends on you know whose free throw goes in in the, in the fourth quarter or or who accidentally dribbles it off their foot or something like that. I, I feel like it's so competitive and. You know, I, I feel like there'll be a couple of teams. Well, of course, we have to go through Page in the region, but I feel like a couple of our teams will have a chance to get to Murfreesboro um, out of our district. And um, and that's, that's nothing new. But like you said, it, it probably got a little tougher um, with carrying over the teams that we carried from our old district and adding those three. So I feel like it did get tougher. But, but like I said, it'll be every single night the game could go either way. And what's scary is the fifth-place team in this district could very well make some noise in the postseason, but not everybody can move on, only the top four. And, uh, you know, there's there's going to be some good teams, Coach, that are not going to be able to advance on to the next round of the playoffs. That's absolutely the truth. And, you know, in a year when, they, when the TWSAA chose to go to four divisions, there are divisions, there are districts out there with just four teams. So we're going to have teams in the state advancing that – you know, couldn't really compete in our district 
where we've got seven. Um, and like you said, the fifth place team, possibly the sixth place team, could make a splash. Um, but um, that's that seems to be the way it falls a lot in this area because it's such a hotbed for for girls basketball. And um, I mean, I, it does make you better. It makes the team better. It makes the kids. Um, you, you play team sports to for to learn those certain lessons. And I think being in this district makes those kids stronger. You know, as they go on in life as well. Well, Coach Riddle, we're looking forward to the basketball season. I know uh, fans at Livingston Academy cannot wait for the season to officially tip off. And uh, good luck to you and the program throughout the season, and uh, we'll talk to you down the road. All right. Thank you so much. A rather seasoned DeKalb County boys basketball team gets set to take the court in John Sanders' fourth year as head coach. Coach Sanders joining us via telephone here on the High School Playbook. Coach, what has been the biggest difference in the start of this season as opposed to last year? Yeah, well, Tom, thank you for having me on. Uh, yeah, so it's this year has definitely been, you know, I think, I don't know, there seems like there's a lot more excitement in the air just because, uh, you know, we're expecting to be able to be at full capacity. And, uh, you know, we're going to let, we're letting our students in free this year at home games. Uh, so, you know, we're hoping that our gym is packed, you know, every night we play at home. But just knowing that, you know, like last night, getting to watch college basketball for the first time, and there's the gym. You know, Madison Square Garden was packed. It was it was really cool to watch, and just knowing that, you know, high school gyms are going to be kind of the same way. Just you know, people in the stands. Uh, you know, the all the regulations and stuff kind of being lifted or just eased off a little bit. You know, it's just a nice feeling. I mean, you kind of feel like we're getting back somewhat back to normalcy. You know. Coach Sanders, looking at you, DeKalb County Tigers, you've got some experience coming back from a year ago. How far away do you feel like as the season gets underway, you are from where you ideally want to be this season? Yeah, you know, we've got, uh, we're looking at possibly playing, you know, we figure on we've got seven guys, we're looking at seven-man rotation, and out of those seven, six have gotten quality time over the last uh, two years, and so we feel like, and then the other one, obviously, you know, being Isaac Knowles, you know, he's a really good athlete and standout football and baseball player. So I think he will adjust uh, to the spotlight, you know, basketball being on the court and the fans right on. I think he'll adjust pretty quick and not, I don't think he'll let the moment get to him. But, you know, you'd like to think that, that the last two years has paid some dividends for those guys just getting a lot of floor time. They, you know, knowing how to win ball games. Last year, I could I could see some inexperience in our guards, especially just uh, get crunch time towards the end of a game, and, and we lost a lot of close games last year, uh, really because we didn't know. Just had a hard time figuring out, you know, how what what a good shot is, or you know, we're pressing a little too much and get sped up, and we turn the ball over, and uh, you know, watching our guys this summer, and then even in practice, you know, the last week or so. You know, I can tell. I've, I've been able to tell a difference. Um, you know, in, in our guards, just their ability to kind of to know what we want and what we're trying to get. Uh, so I'm hoping, uh, and I feel like you know that'll that'll be a lot better this year. Uh, you know, every night's going to be a dogfight for us. So I mean, we've got a, a tough district we play in again. We're speaking with DeKalb County Boys head basketball coach John Sanders. Coach, as you look at your team, who has stepped up as leaders both on and off the court for this team this season? Uh, so Braden Antoniak, he's a senior, and Jordan Young, they're both seniors. Uh, they both, 
you know, since they've been freshmen, uh, this this senior class, uh, they you know, as freshmen they played really hard and and listened and you know tried to do everything we asked them to do, and they've done that in the last three or four years, you know, however long they've been on the team, and so they uh, last year's leader, you know, Luke Jenkins, really good leader, uh, vocal and led by example, and these guys have sort of taken up that mantle, you know, trying to uh, to do it collectively, but also trying to get some of these underclassmen uh, to do the same thing and, you know, realize that, you know, it shouldn't all really fall on one or two guys, but, you know, it should be a group collectively. If you see somebody uh, slacking or whatever, you know, let them know and, and try to pick them up and help them out. But uh, those two have sort of really stood out. They, they've sort of accepted that challenge, and they've done a, a good job so far this uh, preseason and, and then just this first week of practice. We've been really pleased with them. Coach, what's your take on the new district? Uh, some familiar faces. You'll still see Livingston, Upperman, Macon County, but now White County, Stone, and Cumberland County come in. How do you look at the new district alignment? You know, we'll, uh, I'll really miss, you know, because I grew up playing basketball at Smith County High School, so I played in the – back then it was 7 mm-hmm. Uh but it was the same group of teams. Uh, Macon County wasn't in there, but we played Macon every year, so they were a rival for us. But uh, – it, you know, it's, I'm going to miss that district because that's really all I've known ever since I've, I've grew up watching high school basketball, playing it, and then coaching it. Uh, but our new district, you know, it's good that we got to keep some of our some of our old rivals, and then uh, the three teams we added: uh, Stone, uh, Cumberland, and White County. Uh, you know, they're they're traditionally good basketball programs that have good following, so I feel like uh it's gonna it's gonna make for some for new rivalries uh you know good crowds good atmospheres you know we did, it's not like we got stuck in a district where uh you know the fans don't follow their teams you know it's at the upper cumberland pretty much everywhere you go uh there's good following and so it's uh it's you know it, it's gonna be a challenge night in night out uh you know there's i mean it's just it's gonna be tough I mean, it would have been tough if we were still in 8AA, but I feel like it just got tougher. So It's going to be a challenge for sure, and it'll be a very competitive district, I know, top to bottom. Coach John Sanders of the DeKalb County Tigers joining us today. Coach, best of luck to you and the Tigers throughout the season. Hey, thank you, Tom. Appreciate it. There's always excitement in Clark Range when basketball season gets underway, especially with the Lady Buffaloes program. Having gone to state three years in a row and four of the last five years, head coach Lamar Rogers joining us via telephone on the high school playbook. Coach, how is the mood up in Clark Range knowing basketball season is set to get underway? Like everyone else in Tennessee, we're just really excited uh, to get started. We had a play day uh, Saturday down at uh, Wilson Central High School, and uh, we did real well. And... uh, you know, we had some good practices. Uh, players were real excited to finally get to, you know, go against someone else instead of each other in practice. And uh, we've got another play day this Saturday uh, against, you know, down at Lebanon. We'll be playing Riverdale and some other teams, and I think that will really help us also. Coach Rogers, do you have an experienced team coming back, or is this going to be a younger version of the Lady Buffaloes this year? Well, it'll be, it's going to be younger. Uh, we lost, uh, actually lost five of our top six players last year, which that, 
that's losing a lot. And, you know, Cassie and Kaylee Mundy's playing at the University of Cummins in Kentucky. They signed there. So uh, we've, uh, you know, we've got a saying at Clark Range, we don't rebuild, we reload. And I felt feel about 95% here. We've done that. Uh, we've got one senior, uh, Zoe Smith, which is going to, she had a, uh, she's going to have a very good year. She had a great summer this past summer. We've got uh, three juniors that will be playing. Uh, Maddie Bush is the only return starter. Then we've got Lauren Schultz, Casey Sales. Uh, will be, you know, those three will be starting for sure. Uh, we've got seven really good players. We've got uh, uh, Addie Starr is a sophomore that just, uh, you know, a compliment to her. She plays like a boy, and then we've got two freshmen, uh, Chloe Rogers and Peyton Manis. So we've got seven real good players that I feel comfortable with any of those on the on the court at any time. Coach, with eight state championships and you've been to state four the last five years, are expectations, is the bar always just at that high Clark range? Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, you know, we think we can get back to Murphy Center again this year, and uh, that's our goal, of course, every year. And, uh, you know, losing uh, Cass and Kelly money, that quickness and everything, we, we'll have to make adjustments for that and everything. And we lost a lot of good players. But uh, we feel like we've got uh, some players that can get the job done. And uh, we'd like to get down there and see what we can do. Uh, you know, other teams, some of the other Class A teams statewide, I went double A. But, you know, our district, we've got the same uh, friends we've got to deal with. Uh, and as you know, if anybody comes out of Upper Cumberland to go to Murphy Center, they've got a good chance of being successful down there. Absolutely. A lot of tradition in the Upper Cumberland area. We're talking to Coach Lamar Rogers of the Clark Range Girls Basketball Program. Well, I'm sure I'll leave somebody out, but, you know, Gibson County was down there last year. They went double A. We've got uh, Loretta has went double A, and those teams are always good. Uh, Gibson County out of the West has it, been a lot, just been there forever. Uh <clears throat> So, you know, that's, uh, that's two of the, the big dogs that's went double A. And there's, there's some others. Uh, our sub-state and region has changed also with the reclassification. Uh, we've lost uh, two, three teams out of our district. Uh, Monterey and Jazz County went double A. And then Trousdale County switched districts. So <clears throat> we, we've got some new people on our schedule. But, uh, you know, as you progress down there, uh, in the tournaments and everything, and, you know, there's always going to be uh, good teams uh, that you'll run into, though. Coach Rogers, you've had quite the historic career already in the Hall of Fame, and uh, do you do you still love coaching and get as excited about this time of year as you did going all the way back to those first few years of coaching? Uh, yes, absolutely. I, you know, uh, we had uh, uh, last Friday night, November 5th, we had our alumni basketball game, and we had uh, – a lot of players come back. We had 14, I think, girl players. We had a men's, I guess you call them women now, men's and women's and uh, game. And we had a really good crowd. Uh, we had Kara Meadows back. Everybody's still familiar with her, Brittany Cooper. Uh, we had Lisa Pohl back that signed with Tech back in the 90s. And uh, everybody just had a great time. Uh, those girls put on a good show, and our players watched them. And I tried to tell stuff about the players that was up here. So that kind of got us kick-started and got us excited. And uh, some of my players now got to rub shoulders with, with some of the, uh, you know, 
the girls that, that made eight, uh, you know, made state tournaments and uh, all state and things like that. So, uh, really good afternoon. I think that's really helped set the tone for us getting ready to play. Well, Coach Rogers, you've coached a lot of great players, a lot of great teams, and uh, uh, looking forward to another one again this year. Looking forward to some Clark Range girls basketball. Coach Lamar Rogers has been our guest today. Coach, thank you for the time. Okay, thank you a lot. The Upperman Bees are coming off one of their best runs in program history, making it all the way to the Class AA semifinals a year ago. Head coach Bobby McWilliams joining us via telephone on the high school playbook. Coach, I know expectations are always high in Baxter, but did the run to the state tournament kind of raise the bar for expectations this year? Yeah, well, it does. You know, we came off uh, came off back-to-back state tournament trips, and, uh, you know, the, the previous year got canceled by COVID. And uh, so we were just, um, you know, we, we're – this year's going to be, you know, got new faces in here, but still, nonetheless, we uh, – we're expecting to, um, you know, to to improve from start to finish, and we want to uh, continue doing what we've what we've been doing here, you know, for some time. But uh, you know, looking forward to the challenge what we got coming up. But you know, we're very proud of what what our program has been able to do over the last few years, and uh, these guys that are in here right now understand that, and they're looking forward to the opportunity to you know try to continue that on, hopefully. I got to go back and mention your senior class from a year ago because looking back, they, they won, I believe, 110 games, a record like 110 and 21, I think, in their four years there. How special was that group of seniors that graduated this past spring? Well, you know, you, as a coach, you, you get to have that many in a class um, is really unique. You only get two or three of those maybe in a coaching career that have that many quality players, quality kids, you know, and just the numbers alone, we graduated seven seniors who, uh, um, you know, definitely carried a torch up from basketball, um, you know, as well as anybody ever has. But you, you just don't get that opportunity much, just just the sheer numbers of it at, at our school, a school our size. You just don't get that opportunity. So, um, you know, we're very proud of those kids and what they were able to accomplish in their four years here. They had some good, really, really good players before them. And, um, you know, hopefully we'll continue to have good players after them. But, um, you know, just like I said, just as a group, you know, you got um, uh, kids who were good in the classroom. They did what they were supposed to do on and off the floor. Um, you know, you just uh, – you got several of those kids now playing at the collegiate level. So, uh, for us, it's a lot of fun to watch their growth from start to finish. And, uh, um, and like I said, we're just really super proud of what they were able to accomplish here. And, um you know, hopefully we can get a group coming through here that's got that kind of numbers again. But like, you know, you just don't get uh, that many in one class. That's just very unique that that happens. Coach, with a, such a good senior class that's moved on, who are you looking to to step up this year in those leadership roles, both on and off the court? Well, we have. I've got two players really that that were that are back from last year's team. Uh, got a senior, Rex Davis. Uh, who will play the point for us? And um, you know, he he learned from some pretty good point guards in front of him. And uh, you know, I'm thankful that those guys in front of him were, were helping him every day and competing with him every day and teaching him how to, you know, how to handle and run a team. And and so he's gonna he's gonna you know fit right in. He got some minutes for us last year, so we're looking forward to uh, seeing what he can do when it's kind of his team and his his turn to drive the train. But um, we have. Um, uh, A.J. Nash, who actually started for us last year, uh, you know, he kind of got thrown into that role. And 
once he got comfortable, he just was super in his role last year. But his role is going to change a little bit this year. He's going to have to do some other things, and uh, especially from a leadership standpoint. You know, AJ's been a point guard all his whole life, and um, he knows how to how the team should work and where things should go. So we're looking uh, for him uh, as well. Then we've, um, you know, we've got some young players that don't have any really varsity experience that we're kind of excited about and seeing what they can get done. And, uh, obviously, we we're hoping that from the start of the season to the end of the season, we're not the same team. So uh, it's going to be a little bit different for us. Last year, you know, coming from the first game when we had everybody healthy, we were, uh, you know, playing and just ready to um, ready to go from the get go. But this year, it's you know we're back to ground zero, starting all over and teaching things that we you know hadn't had to do in a couple of years for sure. Coach, the new district realignment, of course. How do you feel like this is going to impact your team moving forward with some new faces in the district this year? Well, I mean, you know, I think someone asked me this question, you know, a week or so ago, and um, we are very familiar with all the teams, and we, you know, we know the coaches, and, and we know what the programs have done over the tradition, over the, you know, traditional over the, the past you know, 10, 15 years um, that have moved into this league. I, I think that the biggest difference for anybody who's coming into a district, and, and for most all of us probably except for uh, really White County and, and Stone to some degree, uh, they're moving up, I guess you would say, in classification. Um, they're, you know, they're dropping down according to the numbers is what you would look at. But for us, I think I think the, the, the difference is going to be the bottom half of the team, I think, uh, year in year out, the teams uh, that have been in the that were in the double A uh, district, uh, who were at the top of that league, uh, could have or would have won, you know, the triple A league in this area, uh, you know, or at least could, could compete for the title for sure. And um, you know, I think the biggest difference is is that the bottom tier teams, and we all are going to be there, or all have been there. Um, I think that 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 those nights when you're playing those teams, it's a lot different. I, I think that the bottom tier teams are going to be uh, a lot more competitive. I guess you'd say uh, when people are having kind of a down year. Uh, uh, to me, that's what I see as being the biggest difference. So, you know, every Tuesday, every Friday night, it's going to be a a really really uh, difficult ball game to to be in. So. Um, you're not going to have really any off nights. I I I don't anticipate, and uh, and sometimes we we we've had the luxury of having that being smaller classifications. Well, it's always an exciting time in Baxter, Tennessee, when basketball rolls around, and we're very excited to see uh, what the Upperman Bees will do again this year. Do for an encore after a great run last year, Coach Bobby McWilliams. Thank you so much for a few minutes of your time today. Thank you. Appreciate you having me on. The White County Warriorettes are getting ready for life after Gracie Dodgen and a good senior class from a year ago. Coach Michael Dodgen joining us via telephone this evening. Coach, what has been your main point of emphasis as you prepare for this 2021-22 basketball season? Well, we've got to become mentally stronger and mentally tougher. Um, we lost six seniors off of last year's team. We lost a combined over 3,900 points. So, you know, we've got to become mentally tougher and mentally stronger day in and day out. And I feel like, you know, we, we've gotten there. Uh, we're still not exactly where we need to be, but I'll be honest with you, there's not many teams at this point in the year that are that are at that point. Um, so, you know, they're working hard and doing everything that we can ask them to do, and, and that's the biggest part about it right now because that, when, when you're trying to get some experience done, those are things that you got to have early on. 
How challenging has it been to find players to step up into those roles, those voids that have been left by those seniors? Well, it's been a lot easier, I would say, this year than compared to last year because of the COVID stuff the year before, and we didn't get any summer camp or anything like that. You know, we were able to play almost 30 games this summer um, at different team camps, so it allowed us to use different combinations. And we've had some kids step up, and we, you know, still waiting on a couple of kids to step up. But you know, for the most part. We've had some kids step in and fill some roles, and you're never going to fill voids of, you know, kids that, that have scored the amount of points that we had leave our program. But we've got kids, I think, combined that can step in and do what we need to do. Who have you looked to in terms of leadership, both on and off the court, this off season? Well, we looked at our two seniors, and that was something that I met with them last May before we got started in the summer, and it's Elena Styles and Andy Hastings and. And I told both of them, you know, you're the two veterans, I guess you could say, of the group, and everybody else is sophomores and freshmen, and a couple of juniors. I said, you guys are going to have to step in and assert yourself as leaders and and, and kind of oversee and make sure all the young kids are doing what they're supposed to be doing that continues to allow our program to try to compete at the highest level that we can compete at. You mentioned Elena Stiles, and I know she signed her collegiate scholarship papers and will be continuing her basketball career next year. Talk about what makes her a special player and what stands out about her game. She can play one through five. You know, she can play the point guard for us if we need her to. She can guard a post player if we need her to. You know, she shoots three extremely well. So she's a very extremely versatile player. And, and when you're 6'1", and you can handle the basketball, and you can get up and down the floor. Those are a lot of qualities that that a lot of kids don't have at the high school level. You know, you've got kids that can shoot, you've got kids that can defend, but when you can do all four of those aspects and get up and down the floor and compete at a high level, you know that that kind of separates her a little bit from other people. And you know, she she's got a great opportunity ahead of her this year. And not only after that, she's going to a great school at free to get her education paid for, which is the most important part. And then she's going to get to play college basketball, too. We're speaking with White County girls basketball coach Michael Dodgen today. Coach, just taking a look at your team, who are some of the younger players that you're going to be looking to step up for you this year? Well, we'll start with, with our freshman class coming in. We've got uh, Ava Jones that's coming in as a freshman. She's a 6'2 freshman for us. And She's got uh, a potential to be a really, really good basketball player. And, you know, we've got to get her to compete with a high motor at every at every possession and every play. Um, our sophomore class is probably <laughs> – Celeste Reed is probably the one kid that everybody in the Upper Cumberland may not know a lot about. But I promise you by Christmas and, and January and February, they're going to know a lot about Celeste. Celeste just one of those kids that, that doesn't care to tangle it up. She's going to get down in the post and work. She's going to get up and down the floor and work hard. And Celeste is one of those kids that we're going to count on for some consistency. She got to play a lot last year as a freshman and and got stuck a little bit in the COVID stuff last year. So, you know, she didn't get to play in as many games as she needed to. But our junior class, uh, Nia Powers, uh, is an all-district performer coming back for us. Averaged uh, 12 points a game for us last year. So, you know, we're going to rely on her a lot to get some things done for us. And to add some stability there with Andy and Elena uh, at, at the leadership roles. And, you know, the, the biggest key for this team is we got to find a point guard. Um, and every team, you know, probably with the exception of Upperman, 
has got a point guard, and DeKalb's got the Van Franken kid coming back. But everybody else is, is kind of looking in that boat, and we're looking in that boat too. Uh, you know, KB Frazier and KK McDonald are going to be two girls that we're going to look to for some stability there at the at the point guard spot. What challenges will this new district pose for your team this year? The, the biggest thing, uh, Tom, that I, I would say about our district is not only do we have good players, but we have phenomenal coaches. Absolutely. And we, we've got coaches. Every coach in our district has either coached in or won a state title. And I don't think that there's too many districts in the state of Tennessee, boys or girls, that can bring that to the table when you're talking about your district coaches. And uh, everybody has been and competed in a state title. So when, when you go X's and O's every night against a Leslie Riddle, a Dana McWilliams, Larry White, Danny Fish, you go Mike Buck and those guys, every night you got to have your team prepared. It, it's, it's back to the old ways. You, this district is is the most competitive district in the state, and it's going to be that way again this year. Coach Michael Dodgen of the White County Warriorettes joining us today. Coach, we wish you the best of luck throughout the season, and we'll talk to you down the road. I appreciate you. The Cookville Cavaliers have been preparing to open their season on Friday against Knoxville Webb. Then the Cavs will turn right around and travel up to Pickett County to play on Saturday. Coach Joshua Hurd joining us via telephone. Coach, has this offseason seemed more normal after all the issues with COVID this time last year? Yeah, it has. I mean, there were a lot of stipulations that, that we had to follow in, in, in you know, regards to practice and you know our distance and where and attire, uh, just so many things. You know, we, We're still following the guidelines that TWA dropped down for us. Um, but it, it does seem like it's a lot back to normal because we, you know, we for the most part we have everyone in practice um, there, not you know, or not practicing because of sickness. Um, so it's, it's it's getting there. Coach, uh, coming off a of fifteen thirteen year last year, you got a pretty young basketball team. You had, I think you uh, Ted told me earlier, eleven freshmen last season that saw some action. Is this going to be uh-huh. a relatively young Cookville team this year? Yeah, you know, we have some. We have some some pretty good sophomores, you know, off the freshman team last year, and and um, you know those guys are are coming in and, and still playing hard, still practicing hard now. So, you know, they will definitely see some time. Um, you know, majority of our, you know, I guess the body of our team is is all sophomores. Um, with you know the two first teamers and Josh Hurd and Colin Ayers that were you know first team last year. So. Um, but you know, a lot of those guys are fighting hard. We even got, you know, we got some more freshmen that came in with us this year that came up from um, their middle school teams, and you know, we played two of them this past Saturday versus um, Blackman and Brentwood, and you know, those two freshmen did pretty did, did pretty well. So we're, you know, regardless how you look at it, we're still going to be young. Coach's team only has a couple of seniors on the squad this year on the roster. Uh, what can you tell us about these seniors, and what strengths do they bring to the basketball court? Well, one of the biggest ones is, is just leadership and experience. Um, you know, DJ Potts heard just moved in from, from from Cherokee down in Georgia, and but he's played so much basketball and seen so much stuff that you know he 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 came right in and his first day of practice he was talking and being energetic and leading the guys. You know, even the first day he was with us. And that was that's very big for us, you know. He he gets after it every single play. Uh, and, and Wendell Oakley, you know, he's been he's been with the Cavalier team ever since he was a freshman, and and he's another one that just just fights hard every play. 
uh, provides leadership for everyone. And, um, you know, he was voted, he was voted a, a captain when he was a sophomore, you know, sophomore, junior year. So, you know, that, that's how much the team looks, looked up to him and, uh, appreciates him. So, you know, those guys are going to provide a lot of things on and off the court that's going to help us this year. Coach Hurd, you get set for your season opener on the 19th against Knoxville Webb, and you talk about having some players that are going to miss some time. You've got Thanksgiving right around the corner. How important do you feel like these early season games are before you really get rolling into district play in terms of, I guess, finding that camaraderie on and off the court for your team? It's very, very big, you know, because I want my team to face adversity before we get to the district um, schedule. You know, just being able to to fight through those tough games, and you know, is um, you know, just just so they can learn that every possession is going to count. You know, last year was a great learning experience for all these freshmen. You know, coming in, we had a lot of close games. Um, you know, some we won, some we lost, but just them learning uh, how to protect the basketball, how to take care of the basketballers that freshman year, uh, it was very evident um, now in practice and you know, in, in the in the Saturday play day that we had. And also during the summer, you know, just just seeing those guys grow, um, just with their decision making is, is very very uh, bright for me. Um, but you know, those those guys, you know, the ones that are out, you know, they'll come back and they'll they'll get in there, and they'll get the swing of things, and you know, hopefully, hopefully we can have them for the Knox Web game. Um, not quite 100 percent sure we're going to have everybody for that game, but um, hopefully when we get get into you know starting you know, early December that we'll have everybody back at near 100%. Good luck to the Cookville Cavaliers as they open their season Friday night against Knoxville Webb. Tip-off will start with the girls' game, and, of course, we'll have all the scores for you coming up on Saturday morning's edition of the High School Playbook. For this week's edition of the Playbook, I'm Tom Duggan.